Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. It's week seven, and we welcome you back to start your game day off right by joining us here at Rising in the Morning. And week seven is here. Uh, it's it's upon us. It's already halfway, past halfway point of, of college football season. Uh, Penn State at Michigan. It's the first top 10 matchup of this game since 1997. That's a huge game. Uh, Going to be a fun one to talk about. Oklahoma State is trying to leave Fort Worth as the top team in the Big 12. And NC State looks to end the Cinderella story that Syracuse has had this far into the season and Tennessee looks to become the new favorite in the SEC. We'll see how that, that all matches up. We thank you so much for joining us here at rising in the morning. This is rising to the occasion. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Man, I'm slurring my words. Uh, I'm I'm a little like down, kind of under the weather a little bit. I got allergies kicking my butt, um, but you know what? I might sound a little nasally, but we'll get this thing going. It's still game day. We got to get going. Uh, so, anyways, we we thank you guys all for joining us here uh, to get your game day started off, get it all kicked off, and let's get going because uh, we got we all got a team to support. We all got a team to hate. Uh, you know, if you're Ohio State, for example, you're not playing this week, but you still got a team to hate on, right? You still can can root against the team up north and you know whatever else you want to do on this game day so let's get this game day started uh i want to go ahead and bring in i guess again i don't know whether to call you a guest today you're kind of my co-host um but we got blake how you doing man man i'm hanging in there i'm ready for week seven probably the best week of college football man that we we've seen in a minute uh, yeah. the, the matchups today are endless they go on all day uh, and and this is what you love about the sport, right? I mean, today is it. Today, you know, I, I tell a lot of people, 
uh, when I talk college football that today is a playoff game. All right. Yeah, if, if you're in a big if you're in a big time matchup, today is a playoff game. And Josh, that's one reason why I don't like going to 12 teams. But uh, that's for another day, man. So I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on the 12 teams. Like I see where it could be good. And then I could also see where, man, that just, just becomes a disaster. Uh, I always felt like, you know, keeping it to like maybe six or eight was always my, my kind of favorite yeah. there in that number, that ballpark. Um, no but, uh, we don't have Britton with us today. He might be joining in the chat. Who knows? Uh, but he's he's off. He's traveling. He was going to try to make it in and try to try to still be it while in the truck traveling. I'm like, dude, you're just going to be cutting in and out. Like, it's not going to be worth it. So. <laughs> Uh, like you just, you just go enjoy your hunting trip, man. Like, but, uh, it was a hunting trip I was supposed to go on too, but, uh, it just didn't work out with my schedule and stuff. So I'm, I'm still in the process of a move and, uh, you know, and then I got uh school to go to on Wednesday, so I, I can't really miss that. And so all kinds of stuff in my schedule couldn't, couldn't make it up there, but hopefully him and my dad uh, have a good time up there. Um, but before we get into it, I want to let everybody know, Britton and I not only host the show, but our own company also sponsors the show kind of a unique situation for us, but you can go over to mollerbros.com. We've got all kinds of cool polos, t-shirts. Uh, we've, we've even got, uh, at least well, I know we've got one podcast, uh, that's sponsored right now as well uh, outside of ours. Uh, so you can kind of see some of the, the gear that we're putting together there. Um, but just all kinds of really cool golf apparel, golf stuff. And it's, it's getting to that season. If you're up North, it's getting to that season where it's really a nice time to go out and golf because it's nice and cool. Um, but it's mm. starting to get to the time where you got to hurry up and hit the, hit the links, get out there on the course, but, uh, it's, it's, it's getting to that, that time of the season where it's going to be start to start to be a little harder to find your ball if you don't get out now. So go over to mollerbros.com, use code rising two for 10% off. Uh, it's some of the best fabric. I know Britton and I, we kind of tested a few different, uh, suppliers to get the best fabric for breathability and comfortable. So again, mollerbros.com that's M A H L E R bros.com and use code rising two for 10% off. All right, so of course you you guys know in the intro what teams we're going to get to, but I always want to bring up our honorable mentions. There's not really a whole lot of honorable mentions I had for today as far as really big time matchups because uh, I know like Iowa State Texas, I think that'll be a fun game to watch. I think that's just one that you know it's Iowa State's never going to go down without a fight, even on their down years. And Texas is trying to prove that they're better than that Texas Tech game. Uh, they're they're trying to they're trying to prove that, and they showed that pretty well last week. Um, but you know, I just, I, I think that's, that's going to be one game. I think you could probably bring out, um, but as far as, you know, matched, you know, matchups that, that are big, I think USC, Utah, we almost talked about that one before kind of adding in the NC state Syracuse game. I mainly wanted to throw that NC state Syracuse because Syracuse isn't, isn't getting a whole lot of love right now. They're not getting a whole lot of talk. And, uh, I think they're, I think they've at least earned their spot kind of the way that we have with, with Kansas. I think they've earned their spot. To, to be talking about them. So I wanted to throw them into the matchup. But this USC-Utah game, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, it's USC at Utah. So I, I I personally think this is probably the first big test for USC uh, going on the road at Utah. Uh, you know, Lincoln Riley, his, his team is 6-0 and out there at USC, which is the only part of him leaving that actually hurts uh, to see him succeeding so well. Uh, you got you got much on that game there, Lake? Josh, man, look, I know I know tough times, you know, are at Oklahoma right now, and and Lincoln looks like you know he's just having a blast out there. Uh, but Oklahoma fans have to be patient. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a complete 
a 180 transition move right here. This process is going to take time, man. And uh, I know it hurts. And I know last week with Texas, you know, it hurt. But uh, that is, I've been seeing a lot of Oklahoma fans just already trying to like pull the plug, you know. Yeah. And, it, you know, you just, you got to be patient. You got to sit back and be patient. And then um, my other thing with, with Texas, Josh, is, you know, if Quinn Ewers is healthy, against Alabama and Texas Tech, are they undefeated? Like, yeah, this this guy is – he's the real deal. I mean, he throws – he can make any throw, Josh. He is an NFL quarterback, man. Like, he is. And, and I had my questions about him this year. I was like, you know, how's, how does he handle all the hype, the NIL stuff? Like, you know, he was the highest-rated prospect. And it's just like he come out and – Bang, 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 bang. He can he can throw it all the way across the field from the right hash to the sideline. It doesn't matter, man. Uh, deep ball is just absolutely gorgeous, man. Uh, he is he is one of a kind, man. And so, like, I, I think this Texas team is really, really, really good. I think they're really good. And uh, they play Iowa State at home, correct? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think, yeah, it's at home. Yeah, man, Texas. So. Uh, they're special this year. They're special yeah. this year. Uh, yeah, USC. Pretty strong. Yeah. Um, USC at Utah. Uh, this one right here, man, like I don't really know what's up with Utah this year, you know. Yeah. Um, and and I was talking to a buddy of mine that, I, that I've had on the podcast previously, and he said, man, he said, you know, Utah, uh, this is Utah. This is what we know. Utah does. He said they have a really good year, and then they come out the following year and they can't repeat what they did the previous year. He said that's that's Utah. That's what they've always been, right? And I was like, you know, you make a really good point. Like they can't keep that expectation there. Like, like, and what's aggravating is like Cam Rising. You know, like. I expected him – I expected Cam Rising to be, you know, maybe not go to New York, but at least be in the discussion. You know, like, hey, this guy's leading Utah. He's out on the Pac-12 West Coast, and they're, the Utes are rolling. Yeah. And it just hasn't been that this year. But a lot of people, they're going to look at this and be like, oh, well, USC's undefeated. Utah hasn't been the Utah we expected. Just give me USC. Not so fast. Uh, yeah. This is a ridiculously tough place to play. And Caleb Williams, he's going to have to be on his A game. Uh, I know USC has all the weapons. I do like USC in this game. Close, very close. Um, I think this USC team is better than what a lot of people wanted to give them credit for. So uh, their defense has been playing really, really well. That's been a bright spot that a lot of people had question marks about. So give me Caleb Williams in a tight game. He's had the experience last year at Oklahoma. Uh, he knows tough environments. So I do like the Trojans to come out with the victory. Yeah, yeah, I like I like them to come out. And the thing that kind of surprises me on that game is is Utah is favored by three and a half on that one. Mm -hmm. That's 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 kind of a cool. And you kind of brought it up here about you know if Texas were to you know if, if they were to turn those one possession games or overtime games, which Alabama one point and then Texas Tech was an overtime game. If they were to turn those around, uh, and I saw this, so I heard him uploaded this real quick, but uh, this 
is I guess uh, K4 ratings. I, I just saw this on like Facebook or Twitter or something. So I've, I'm not sure who to give this shout out to for making this, but he he spent way too much time putting putting this together. <laughs> it's cool to look at because like man, if those one possession games or overtime games had the opposite result, and he turns a lot of these around, where you got you you uh, UCF up there at number seven with five and zero, Maryland mm-hmm. up there at number eight five and one. You got Missouri up in the top, like Oklahoma State and Washington, Ohio State, Texas. Like that's that's a pretty cool. A little ranking system to have, you know, like if mm-hmm. if those one possession games were to go the opposite way, and then you you know you look at Alabama down at number twenty one if it were to go that way, I mean that's that's pretty realistic mm-hmm. too. When I I was looking through it, I saw some people kind of commenting on it saying, "Oh, that's totally unrealistic." No, you, you look at it and it's actually pretty pretty close. Like it may not have been like lined up exactly that way based on the AP uh, poll ratings and stuff, but it's pretty cool to look at. And you're right, Texas is kind of special, and I was kind of. I kind of felt like Texas was just another Texas team that comes out and starts off real hot and, you know, they're going to show up against Alabama, but then they're just going to fizzle out. And I figured that whenever they lost to Texas Tech, because you can't give me the, well, we had our backup quarterback in. No, your team just didn't play good. Um, mm-hmm. Because when you lost to Texas Tech, you guys put up, I think it was like 34 points or something like that. You know, like yeah. you, you allowed that many, something somewhere in the 30s against Texas Tech. You know, you, you, your defense didn't play up to the standard. Um, and, and Hudson card looks good. You know, he's, he's not just a typical backup quarterback. He's a, he's a pretty good quarterback, mm-hmm. but, uh, we'll kind of go on. The other one that I had was just James Madison and Georgia Southern, just because James Madison is in the top 25. Now, how crazy is that? Insane, man. Insane. And, you know, I hate it that they're ineligible, uh, yeah. for their conference championship. So, uh, and, and that is actually, uh, down here in mobile, uh, we're we're in the Sun Belt and everything, and um, South Alabama is on the opposite side. But James Madison, man, uh, incredible story, incredible story. We've watched them for so many years, uh, just absolutely tear it up at the FCS level. And, you know, they, they come into to this level and the FBS level, and they don't skip a beat, man. They yeah. don't skip a beat, and I think that just shows that uh, you know they're. You look at them playing Virginia Tech, and I mean, uh, uh, who was didn't have a big upset earlier this year? I can't. I can't um, remember who it was. Maybe Appalachian State, Arkansas State, Texas. Maybe State. not. Yeah, that was uh, Old okay. Dominion. That was Old Dominion that beat yeah, Virginia yeah. Tech. Uh, but I but, mean, you look at their schedule. Like you said, they really haven't skipped a beat because James Madison starts off mid Tennessee. And they yeah. go up there and whoop them forty-four to seven, and then they go down to Norfolk yeah. State, you know, which is they're they're still not playing really tough teams, but they're whooping them, you know, sixty-three yeah. to seven. Uh, kind of squeaked out with a with a little one against uh, Appalachian State, 32-28, But then they come around Texas State, uh, forty to thirteen, uh, and then Arkansas State, forty-two to twenty. So it's not like they're just barely skipping past these guys. No, they're just yeah. like flying right past. You know, it's not really much much of an issue. And when you watch them play too. They they play with a lot of heart and a lot of a lot of speed, uh, and it's just something that you know. It's, it reminds me a lot of that UCF team that mm-hmm. really really did stand a chance, uh, or even Cincinnati. The way that Cincinnati played was that last year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when Cincinnati got into the playoffs, everyone was predicting that Cincinnati's going to get killed by an Alabama. They yeah, they can put up points against these these other small uh, you know small teams that they're going against, but they they don't stand a chance against Alabama. But they fought. You know they were yeah. in there. They were in that game, uh, and so yeah, it's it's really cool to see 
the story uh, behind that. And you're right. It does suck that they're, they're ineligible for so much, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's just one of those things that like, man, like this is, this is the year for them to be up there and to be talked about. And they, they just can't even, can't even enter into that conference cha- championship or anything. Because, you know, Josh, I think that they might be the best team in the conference. And that's what, that's what sucks about it is. Yeah. I, I just think that's a dumb rule. Can we stop? Can we, can we abolish that rule? Like that? I mean, that is, that is so stupid. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand it at all. Uh, it, I don't know. It, it doesn't make make a whole lot of sense to me, uh, just because you know. It, okay, it's your first year into the conference, or you know, yeah. into, the, into the division. I don't. I don't get what that has anything to do with it. Uh, are we gonna block like Cincinnati? Uh, who else is it? Is it UCF and Houston? Uh, the yeah. three teams going over the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna block them from playing in the Big Twelve championship too? You know, like I, I, it just doesn't make any sense. Whenever you start you know you start to make stupid rules like that and then now they prove that they are probably the best team in the in the conference and they can't even prove it with the with the title and and Josh real quick man before we move on is like how do you tell 18 to 22 year old kids hey look you know um you you just you can't play in this game this year because you made the jump from FCS to FBS and i hate it for you even though you're really really good i'm sorry I hate it. Uh, it is what it is. I, I I just don't get that. Like the NCAA sucks. It, yeah. it, it sucks. And it's kind of similar to how, you know, is it, it was amazing to see Urban Meyer come in undefeated his first year at Ohio state when they weren't allowed to do anything, you know, yeah. like, Hey, you, you can't do anything, but somehow you get those guys to still rally up and still really prove that they're the best. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause that was kind of like undeniably that year was like, yeah, Ohio state's really the best team. But we're going to let somebody else play for the national championship. Um, you know, so like, yeah, it's, it, it does suck. Uh, and, and you're right. I mean, it's a big part of it's the NCAA. Uh, they're, they're the ones that kind of held back a lot of this NIL stuff, which, you know, I, I think some of the NIL stuff is getting out of hand. Uh, and maybe, maybe a topic for another day again, but, uh, oh, you know, yeah. it's just, but just overall, why can't, why can't players, you know, like there's a, that uh, destroying on YouTube, you know, he couldn't play at UCF because he had a YouTube channel that was making money. Uh, yeah. If you look over at like good, good golf, uh, Garrett on there, uh, you know, he had, he had his YouTube channel. So he wasn't allowed to play college golf, just really stupid rules like that. Um, but yeah, it definitely needs to be fixed, but let's go ahead and get into it. Let's start off with our first matchup here. We got number 10 Penn state against number five, Michigan. Uh, like it says in the title, this is all top 15 teams, three top 15 matchups. Uh, and I can't remember, uh, you know how how long it's been i think this might be the first time that we're seeing three in the top 15 this late into the season uh in in college football history uh so if if not the first it's right up there with the top uh it's it's just amazing to see this and then another matchup that we're that we're going to get to as well might as well be a top 15 with syracuse and nc state um but you know you just you look at these matchups they're they're really insane um but here it's it's at michigan's at the big house which I, I don't disagree with Michigan being a seven point favorite um, just because you see how, you know, how they've been playing and it's at, it's at home for them. So of course, you know, I feel like that's, that's probably a reasonable thing to do, but for Michigan, I think the key thing for them is just giving Blake Corum uh, the ball, giving him the ball, let him do his thing uh, because that's, that's the way that Michigan's going to be rolling. Uh, you know, you can, you can lean on JJ McCarthy a little bit, 
Uh, you know, he's he's pretty solid. He's not not a terrible quarterback at all. He's he's pretty solid. He's he's a young kid too. So for him to step up into the into the role that he's taken into the team, uh, and especially with all the kind of controversy going on around that, uh, he's he's been playing very good ball. But just looking at this Michigan team, I think their offense is definitely the the better side uh, of of their team. Um, but the the thing is, we've looked at Michigan, and a lot of us have said they kind of pass the eye test, but we see them struggle slightly against Indiana and slightly against Iowa. Not huge struggles, not big enough to be like, oh, that's a big concern, but we see them have these small struggles against teams that they should be beating, and you know, that, that all of a sudden now they're going against number 10, Penn State, who's been looking very good. We start off at the Purdue game, not an easy game for them to win, although I think Purdue really gave that game away to them by not running the ball there in the last few drives. Uh, you know, that's That was a tough win for them, and then to go down – uh, even though it is Auburn, uh, they still went down and, and did it at Auburn. I think that's still a tough game for Penn State. So I think Penn State's kind of raised a few eyebrows like, man, this, this team may be better better than we expected. And I think Sean Clifford's playing a lot better than I expected him to do uh, you know, so far as well. But then, of course, the big, the big thing with them has been uh, their freshman running back, Nicholas Singleton, uh, who's just tearing it up. He is absolutely the best running back in the nation right now. Josh, man, I got to watch him live at Auburn, yeah. like you mentioned. Um, and he is special, special, you know. And and I come into the game, Penn State, Auburn, and I was like, hey, you know, they're not going to run the football on us. Like, there's no way. And to watch this guy just bounce it outside. I mean, he was showing SEC speed. You know, that's what a lot of people around the country talk about is speed in the SEC. Well, Buddy, he's got it, and he can run it in between the tackles. He can bounce it outside and and hit the sideline and, and get to the house. He can do it all. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can do it all. He, and and the thing about Penn State, Josh, is, is they have a three-headed monster, actually. They have yeah. three guys that they can hand it off to. I think that has allowed Sean Clifford to just kind of take a step back and say, hey, I don't have to be – Superman, you know, because last year they only averaged like 3.3.1 yards a carry. Like it was really their run game was below average. You know, they had Dotson that uh, Clifford just, you know, had to make plays with. And I feel like their run game has allowed Clifford to take a step back and say, hey, I don't have to air this baby out to win football games. I can turn around and give a nice, simple handoff to my three-headed monster in the backfield. And what has Sean Clifford done this year? He has not turned the ball over, Josh. He 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 you know that was a that was a thing with Clifford is he he would like to throw it to the other team a little bit. You could force him into making some bad throws. This year, he hasn't done that. He's protected the football. So, they go on the road to Michigan. Is Penn State as good as what people are saying? I know they dismantled Auburn. Auburn is not a good football team. They're not even close to being a good football team. But for all the people that want to say that, Penn State did what they had to do. They went in and dismantled an SEC opponent. Now, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I don't know how you can discredit them for going and beating somebody on the road in front of 90,000 people by 30. You know, I just, I don't get that argument there. So I'm going to take it for what it's worth and say, yes, this Penn state football team is a good football team. Their defense is good. Their secondary is good. Their secondary is damn good. I should say Uh, Joey Porter jr. Back there. They've got playmakers. I know when I was at the Auburn game, boy, I mean, I know why they done it, but they sent the house a lot. Right? They, they they come after us, you know, um, and, I, and I like that. And my only concern in this one is it's at the big house, Michigan, Blake Corum, like you mentioned, J.J. McCarthy. But last week, was it last week they played Indiana? Uh, there, there was some uh, concerns. Yeah, yeah, last week for Michigan. Yeah, and, and – uh, the offense was just like just in the mud, man. It was just you know, it was it was rough to watch. It was really rough to watch, and they have to come out against Penn State and play well because if they give an Indiana performance, they might be in trouble today, Josh. They might yeah. be in trouble, and. I want to take Michigan at home because I wasn't high on Penn State at the beginning of the year. But I'm going to go with Clifford and the experience in big-time games. I'm going to go with Clifford today and and this Penn State team. J.J. McCarthy really hasn't been in uh, big-time matchups, you know, big, big-time big atmospheres. Um and Clifford has, man. He's been around. He's been around the barn a couple times. So, give me Penn State in a close one. I think it's going to be low scoring. I don't think you're going to see this game uh, in the 30s or anything like that, man. I think it's going to be like you know, like a like a 23 to 20, uh, 20 to 17, something like that, man. It's going to be an old timey Big Ten nasty physical game, low scoring. Give me Penn State, man. Give me Penn State 23 to 20 over Michigan on the road. Yeah, I, I like that because this is one of those games that is hard for me to take a pick on. Uh and, yeah. and you're right. I, I think you're I think you're totally right on the uh kind of the overall uh you know over under because the over under right now is 49. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm with you. I think it's gonna be right around that. I think that's a pretty accurate uh, mark for this game, just because these are two defenses. If you back up to the Penn State game for Penn State, uh, uh, the uh, the Purdue game for Penn State. Sorry, 
Uh, if you back up to that game, I think that secondary has improved a lot since then because what they were doing there is, you know, and even during that game, you can see a progression. You see a lot of dropped interceptions in the beginning of that game. There was at least like three dropped interceptions in the first half. And I was looking at their defense thinking, man, this defense is not going to be able to hold up throughout the rest of the season. I just don't don't think at Penn State's all that. And I was I wasn't very high on them after that game. Uh, and it was mainly because of that. You know, you look at that and the way that they played there, it just it just didn't look good. But then they came out and they, they had some easy games. You know, they had Ohio uh, and, and uh, you know, but then they go down to Auburn. I don't think that's an easy game, even on Auburn's bad year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, especially going to an SEC country uh, and, and playing there, you know. Um, but then mm-hmm. Central Michigan, which we saw Central Michigan give Oklahoma State fits too, but Penn State handled business there. Uh, they didn't do as well against Northwestern. Uh, but I think that was a rainy game, if I remember right, and it was just kind of sloppy all over. Um, but still, you see this Penn State team. I think they are very tough. I think they're going to they're going to be able to run the ball uh, effectively. But I think that this Michigan defense might stand up and show that they're a little better than what they've been showing. Uh, and I think just because of the home field advantage, I think I would take Michigan probably in that same same close. I think Michigan by four is where I'm where I'm leaning on this one. Uh, it's it's one of those that's really hard to pick, but. I feel like you, you could flip a coin and, and make your pick and you know just go with it. Absolutely, man. A flip of the coin. And one thing I'll say to that, Josh, uh, like you mentioned that first game uh, with Purdue, man. Thursday night, first game of the season. People don't really understand, man. That's hard. That's hard, Josh. You got to go on the road on a Thursday night in a blackout game, too. Yeah, and, and we know how many teams have struggled in that Purdue environment. Yeah. You know, Ohio State has been knocked off there in the in previous years, okay? And and it's, it's not an easy place to play. But this Penn State team, they found a way. And, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there that, that a lot of people don't understand how hard and difficult that is for you to get a football team to go on the road week one where everything isn't uh, sunshine and rainbows. Like, you're still figuring things out. Your defense is ahead of your offense, and you're asking your guys to get up on a Thursday night. It's hard to do, man. It's really, really hard to do. So, uh, this Penn State has made improvements, and I know that, like, you know, I was kind of with you on the Penn State thing after game one where I was kind of like, eh, you know, like, they're coming to Auburn. Like, we can beat this football team. But ever since that Auburn game, man, they have left no doubt. Solid football team. And this matchup at 11 a.m. is a must-watch. I will have a second TV uh, set up with Penn State and Michigan uh, on this matchup because my Auburn Tigers also play at 11 a.m. against the Ole Miss Rebels. So, uh, and, then, and then your third TV to watch Oklahoma on their, their sweet black, you know, smoky uniforms too. Right? Man. Hey, poor man. Just, just hang in there because, hey, we're both going through the same thing right now. Uh, yeah. Both teams are struggling, and uh, so who, who do y'all have today? Uh, Kansas. So it's not an easy, not oh, easy. That's game, right. But you know, oh, and, that's and, right. I don't know. I, I look at it. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it just real quick. Yeah. You know, and uh, just because it's we're we're on the subject, but I think with Oklahoma, you brought it up too. I think Oklahoma fans just need to chill out. Wait a second. Look at the recruiting mm-hmm. class for Oklahoma. They've bumped up to number three in the nation right now in the recruiting class. So it's not like Brent Venables isn't doing something behind the scenes. Uh, you know, he he also I guarantee you, he probably also told those recruits that are that are accepting their offer 
to go to Oklahoma. I guarantee you he told them and made made sure that they understood, hey, just so you know, don't expect a lot from this team this year. You know, don't expect us to go and have a 10-win season. Don't expect mm-hmm. us to even have a 9-win season. I don't know where the ceiling is, but don't expect that ceiling to be all the way up, up at the top. Don't listen to all the critics. And that's kind of the way I felt going into the season. I started getting really high on Oklahoma, and, and I think a lot of fans did because they were like, all this hype. Uh, and, and you see that defense start off those first three games. So I think a lot of people just looked at that Oklahoma team and said, well, yeah, we have to buy in, uh, and especially Oklahoma fans. And so then you see them starting to decline the way that they have. But another thing that that I think has kind of sparked something up that I think Oklahoma fans need to trust is I do think Oklahoma comes out and wins today um, because, for one, it's a home home crowd. Uh, and, you know, it's going to be a close one. It's going to be, be a tough, tough, hard-fought win just because Oklahoma has been playing well. But something that I've noticed with with uh, with uh, Brent Venables, I almost called him Dabo Sweeney. Um, <laughs> something with Brent Venables' press conferences, I I, can't, I try to keep up with them here and there, and I just got annoyed with him. I almost didn't even watch him this week because every week it's just the same old thing. Well, it's, it's the coaching; we need to fix it. You know, yeah, us coaches need to do something different. And and it was just kind of this same mellow mindset. Whereas this past week, you've seen him kind of get a little Nick Saban like with the reporters just kind of snapping back at him. Like, well, do, do you know what this is? Do you, do you know what this stat is? You know, and, and just kind of stuff, stuff that he bring out to the, to the reporters and a different attitude with them and a different attitude of how he's going to attack it. Uh, and he brought up specifics instead of just kind of being very vague. So I think it's something that he's finally realizing the urgency. He's finally realizing, okay, uh, you know, not urgency for his job. I don't think that's at stake at all this season. Mm-hmm. I think he could, I think he could go on and win only, one one or two more games and be fine this season as far as Oklahoma that you know the the AD and and uh, you know everybody up up higher um, but yeah I think I think you're right though I think Oklahoma fans just need to chill out and wait for wait for a couple of seasons you know next season will be progressively better than the season after that yeah Josh look man don't Auburn right here okay yeah. don't Auburn right here all right and then <sighs> it's it's tough man because like at Oklahoma you guys you know you expect 10 wins you expect new year six you expect college football playoffs right i mean that that is that is what you expect every single year you have dominated the big 12 conference and this year you had a a, a change and there was there's some transition things that have to happen and i have told you guys ever since i started doing this with y'all Patience, patience, because this hire wasn't for this year, okay? And I know I got excited, too, when Oklahoma come out and they started fast and Dylan Gabriel was looking like a a pure Heisman winner, okay? I got excited. I was like, hey, this Oklahoma, like here they go. They're on the roll. They're about to dismantle the Big 12. But this hire wasn't meant for the Big 12, and I, and I will keep beating that into the ground. Oklahoma fans, this hire was meant for the move to the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Point blank, that is why they hired Brent Venables, was for the Southeastern Conference. Because I can tell you, I watch it every single Saturday, Josh. If you come into this conference and you can't play defense week in and week out, and you have to go on the road to Tennessee, and and then you got Georgia the next week, and then you got Alabama, and then you got LSU and Auburn, and all those teams, Josh. It's not going to be fun. It's not. Yeah, I mean, 
and I know people around the country say SEC this, bias, you know, yada, yada, yada. I'm telling you, if you can't play defense in this conference, you're in trouble. And that is what this hire. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. That's why they hired Brent Venables, man. So, like, you have to take a step back. You have to be patient. And if you fire a guy after year one, I, 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 that, I mean, that is that is uh, insane. Because, like, I see Oklahoma fans on Twitter, and they're just like, pull the plug, pull the plug. And I'm like, why would you pull the plug? I'm like, this thing just got started. Uh, I, I just – I don't get that. Like, you mentioned the recruiting class, man, like – just stop. Just just relax. And I'm kind of in the same boat with my Auburn Tigers. You know, like you said about the press conferences, you get annoyed with, with watching Venable's press conferences. How do you think I feel, Josh? Because our coach, you know, we, we were 14 to nothing with Georgia at halftime. They were only beating us 14 to nothing last week. And we come out of the second half, man, and we get a turnover. All right, we get a turnover inside the red zone to start the second half. We sack Stetson Bennett, and we go three and out. Kick a field goal, 14-3. to George ends up going down the next possession and running it down our throat and taking control of the game. So, after the game, our coach gets in his post-game presser, and they say, hey, man, like, what's the problem? Like, what's going on? You know what he said, Josh? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. All right. What do you mean you don't know? Like, is that is that not your your job as a head coach? <laughs> exactly. Like, what do you mean you don't know what is going on? Because I know what's going on. I know what's going on. I can look at the offensive line and tell that they can't, they couldn't block Casper the Friendly Ghost. All right, at all that they couldn't block air. All right, nothing. They couldn't block a a, a practice dummy. All right, and you get up on stage and you say stuff like that. Now that warrants for a fan base to say, Hey, this isn't, this isn't working out. Okay. But what's going on at Oklahoma? Just be patient, man. Just be patient. Uh, You know, Oklahoma will get it back on track. As far as today with Kansas, Kansas with, with their backup quarterback and man, last week watching uh, Jalen Daniels go down uh, that, just you know, the Kansas fans, man. You just you just saw the air just completely go out of the sails. It 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 was tough, man. And and him being out for the rest of the season, they're coming up on their big time slate uh, on the road at OU. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a dandy, man. I think it's going to be a real good game. Uh, I think it's it's me and my brother were talking. You know, should we bet on this game? And I said, hey, flip a coin, flip a coin because I don't think you're going to get back-to-back performances from that OU team. But today, you're also going to find out, Josh, has OU packed it in? Has the players – have they mailed it in? Have they said, hey, you know, we're done here. Season's over. This isn't what we expected. So we're just going to mail it in, and we're going to lay down. Or is this OU team going to fight? What are they going to do, man? 
So that's yeah. where I'm at with it. Yeah, it's it's one of those games, and I'm not sure if uh, if Jalen Daniels is out for the entire season or not. Because I know I saw I saw a report. I thought it was funny. I saw a report. It was like a tweet said something about uh, he's his, his season's done, and he he responded to it and said, "This is news to me." <laughs> oh so, wow, really? So, yeah, I was trying to pull it up to see if I could if I could pull it up real fast, but I couldn't find it. But yeah, I I I, I saw that and I was like, oh, maybe he's not completely out for the season then. Yeah, because I saw that they reported they were like, hey, this is like an eight-week, you know, 12-week type thing. Like, he's probably done for the year. And, you know, I, I didn't see that. That I hope he can make it back, man, because he is electric. Uh, he's fun to watch. And this is awesome for Kansas, man. Even though they lost last week, like taking TCU to the wire, like uh, with your backup quarterback too. I mean, that's that's awesome. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud for the Kansas Jayhawks fan base, man. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a fun game to watch too. Uh, yeah, and, and and to watch Bean come in there. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Is it Jason, Jason Bean, I think. Uh, yeah, he he came in. Yeah, Jason Bean. Uh, so he came in. I mean, he was he was a starter last year, and he just he didn't look good last year. Uh, and, and you could see that all all season. It just seemed like man, there's something off. But he he lit it up, uh, and it was it was fun to watch him. And I, and I think he's got something to prove now too uh, mm-hmm. to come back in there. Um, but we'll go ahead and jump on to our next. Uh, we wouldn't even plan on uh, on talking on that game at all, but here we are jumping off on rivalries. <laughs> uh, we'll go on to Oklahoma State, number eight, Oklahoma State at number thirteen, TCU. The thing that surprises me on this game, when looking at you know the the matchup and and seeing what the predictions are, they've got TCU as as a favorite on this, mm-hmm. uh, and I I thought that was interesting because Oklahoma State they've been one of the the big favorites in the big 12 uh, especially with oklahoma's down year can oklahoma state bounce back and say hey that that game against baylor wasn't the end of us we're, we're coming back out and we're going to do something and and i i think that this year probably is you know if i've got to take a pick uh it's, it's we're probably looking over at, at oklahoma state and, and thinking that's probably the team in the big 12 now um but you know i, I just I, I see this game i don't know i mean i guess because it's at tcu i suppose you can give them a little bit of an advantage there uh, but I, I think this is going to be a really fun game. Again, another top 15 matchup. Uh, you've, you've got uh, Spencer Sanders, who's been there forever, uh, and he's looking better and better every year. Uh, and and, and I've, I feel like he didn't get enough talk throughout his first few seasons there at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and, and leading up, I think last year, he finally got a little bit of attention. But I've always looked at him and thought, like, man, that, that kid's got – Kind of, kind of similar to uh, like a Spencer Rattler in the sense that he's got the talent. He just ha- hasn't executed that talent. Uh, and and this year, I feel like the last two seasons at least, uh, he's really ex- exploiting and, and really exploring that talent and really showing what that talent can do on the field. But then, of course, on the other side, you've got Max Duggan, who you know you look at that guy and it's like he he does not look like the kind of guy that should be able to roast your defense. But he's he's good at throwing the ball and he's good at running the ball. He's only got one interception to 14 touchdowns on the season. I mean, that's that's impossible through five five games. I mean, that's he's he looks really good for a guy that wouldn't have even even been on the talk for even the top three uh, quarterbacks in the Big 12. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just you look at this guy. I think Max Duggan is as a huge, uh, huge, you know, a huge uh, part of that offense and huge part of, of TCU winning this game. Um, but then also Quentin Johnson. I mean, he's a monster at wide receiver a freak <laughs> yeah total freak. A, freak a freak of nature man um josh 
when I look at this game, man, one thing that sticks out to me, like you mentioned, is Sanders, Spencer Sanders, has not turned the ball over this year. You know, and, and you were talking about how the way he's blossomed throughout his career. And that was a big thing last year is he turned the ball over time and time and time again in big-time games, right? And this year, it's been clean football. Yeah, it's and I, I, think football. He, I think last year he could afford it a little a little more with a tough mm-hmm. defense uh, you yeah. know, with uh, what was their their uh, defensive coordinator? Was it Jim Knowles? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he he was in there, and you see him over to Ohio, Ohio State now, and how he's flipped that defense just within a year. So I mean, I just I think with that kind of a defense, he can afford it. This year he can't, and I think that's something that has been instilled into his playing style too. He's he is very smart with the ball. Yeah, man, it, it's been really really fun to watch, and the only thing in this game at TCU, correct? Uh, at TCU, yeah. TCU's the favorites, 230 Central, ABC. That's my main thing in in this game. Who's going to turn the ball over more? Who's going to make the the big mistake? I think this is going to be a Big 12 classic shootout. I think they're going to go back and forth. Uh, Whose defense is going to come up with the big play? I like TCU at home. Major upset. I – I think I'm going to go with with Duggins um, over Spencer Sanders at home. Uh, Give me TCU 41-35. Give me TCU 41-35. See, I want to lean towards towards TCU as well just because, I don't know, I feel like when they came into the, the Oklahoma game, I didn't think too much of TCU. Uh, mm-hmm. And I definitely didn't think that they would slaughter Oklahoma the way that they did, uh, you know. And and again, I think you back up. That's that's the thing that's killed Oklahoma fans. Is you look at, uh, you know, when they lost to K State, it was more or less just schematical errors. Now I've talked about that several times on here, um, and you could mm-hmm. tell it was just weird things that they were doing as a coaching staff, throwing in these like you know six seven man rush on times that they really shouldn't be, uh, mm-hmm. and so there was stuff like that. Uh, and then you get into that TCU game, and it just seemed like the players gave up. You know, they laid down and just gave up. Uh, and and so you, you see that TCU game. I think the way that TCU destroyed Oklahoma kind of made me think, okay, maybe they're for real. But there's still a bit of a question mark. And the fact that they came out to, to Kansas, I, I don't know because it's still one of those things. Was Kansas Is, is Kansas really that good to have put up a, a really good fight against a tough TCU team? Or is Kansas just, you know, good enough and then TCU just kind of matching them? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what to think of TCU still, whereas Oklahoma State, I feel like they've also had a lot of question marks. Cause again, you back up to that that uh, uh, the Central Michigan game where, yeah. you know, OK, they're killing them. And then all of a sudden you turn it on in the fourth quarter and it's a game. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know. I don't know what to think of Oklahoma State because of their defense. But I think yeah. their offense has been rolling so well. They've got so many offensive weapons. Uh, Oklahoma State's known for having wide receivers. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, they're, they're one of those they're one of those teams that they're going to have a wide receiver and and, and they're going to have a wide receiver to go to on every play. Uh, and that's going to make their quarterback look good no matter who's who's standing back there. Uh, so I, I think I think uh, Oklahoma State's a tough team. I think they're 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I, I want to go with Oklahoma State, but I just feel like the way that TCU has been rolling, I, I kind of agree with you. And I do think it's going to be a higher scoring game, maybe not as, as high as you were counting them, but I think TCU could probably pull this out and cover that spread. Yeah, Josh. Um, typical Derek Mason defense. Yeah. Um, I know all about him, and I'm glad Oklahoma State has him now. <laughs> Uh, and, and you see you see what you're going through, Oklahoma State fans, because it hasn't been pretty. You lose Jim Knowles, bring in Derek Mason, and, you know, you're undefeated, but I just don't trust your defensive coordinator. Uh, that's why I'm taking TCU. I could be wrong. Oklahoma State could show up, and they could boat race TCU. Uh, but I just – I think it's close. I think it's close, but I like TCU at home. And and I'm bought in, Josh. You know, you 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 mentioned when they went on the road to Kansas and everything, is is Kansas really good? I do think Kansas is a dang good football team. I do. Uh, that was an early kick. Weird things happen uh, at 11 a.m. kicks on the road. And it was, you know, some people were picking Kansas. It was a place where TCU could have – you know they could have dropped a game, but they didn't. They found a way. To, they found a way to win a football game. So I am bought in on uh, the thirteenth ranked Horn Frogs. So yeah, yeah, I think I agree with you, and and I I think they they just kind of have shown the way that they're winning games. Uh, you know their defense can stand up and be strong when they need to, uh, and, and they can just win games. Uh, but we'll go ahead and jump on. We've got number fifteen NC State against number eighteen Syracuse again. Basically another top fifteen matchup. Uh, not really because, you know, number 18 is not, not 15 or above. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's one of those games, and, and uh, I, I mentioned this already, but I wanted to give Syracuse this little shout-out because how often is it that you get to talk about Syracuse football? How often is it that you get to, to bring them up and be like, hey, Syracuse is 5-0 and right now, and they're going against the number 15 NC State who was favored to win their conference, uh, and and by some is still favored to possibly pull it out to win the, win the conference. So, you know, and, and, and the fact that Syracuse has such a shot in this game is just extremely shocking uh, when you back up. Because I think Britton and I, when we talked about the ACC going in our over-unders in the beginning of, you know, preseason, we were talking about Syracuse. Like, ah, I mean, we look at what they had last year and we look at, at what they're bringing to the to the table this year. They don't really look look that good, you know, like and, and uh, you know, you, you, you look at, at how their their coach was on the hot seat. And then he turns around to have this kind of a season. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to think. And again, I think all these all these spreads are really shocking me because again, here we got Syracuse favored by three, which is just again another shocker because I just don't know if I if I agree with that. But I I do want to root for Syracuse because they're the underdog. 
in my mind anyways i feel like they're kind of the the, t- the team that they haven't done anything you know and really ever <laughs> and so you know to, to see them come into the the football talk and and they're five and oh that's not an easy record to put up five and oh uh we see a lot of teams go maybe you know good teams go five and oh six and oh and that's when they're going to start to lose games mm-hmm. but for a small team like like kansas or syracuse it's not easy to get to that five and oh mark uh so it's, this is going to be a fun one yeah josh how about football in new york how about yeah. that new york i mean Giants. the giants yeah. the jets syracuse I mean, come on, Josh. Like that is it's a football state, dude. <laughs> a football state. You know, you usually think New York, uh, they love their baseball, you know, basketball. You think of the Knicks, all those glory years and stuff like that. Uh, the Knicks are trash. And uh, you look, the Mets, they go out and they win a bunch of games and then they get bounced in the playoffs. The Yankees lose yesterday. They're one and one going to Cleveland. You know, hey, and then you got the Jets over here, a healthy, uh, Excuse me, the Giants over here, a healthy Saquon. Uh, they're they're rolling, and then you got the Jets with you know uh, Zach Wilson, and he's he's yeah, and and they got the weapons with with uh, Garrett Wilson out there, and uh, you know Sauce Gardner, uh, yeah. the, the cat from Cincinnati, the DB, uh, got his first pick last week, uh, and and you know Zach Wilson just uh, loving the moms off the field and beating the teams <laughs> on the field this year. You know, I mean. Uh, Football in the state of New York, Josh. I, I, I'm I'm excited for it, man. And it's, who, who it's, would have taken the pick that coming into what is this week six in the NFL that the the Giants would be four and one and in the, in the uh, going uh, to play the Ravens who are two and three? Yeah, exactly, man. And <laughs> that's that's it, just unheard of. I don't want to get too far off the Syracuse NC State stuff because I do want to talk about it. Um, but there was a a guy from you know we're we're very very uh, in touch with Odell Beckham Jr. and he there was a report saying that he said that he would sign with the Giants if they benched Daniel Jones. Really? Like I I don't know how true it was, but uh, there was a reporter that come out and said that him and the Giants were talking about a reunion, but the only way that he would uh, potentially sign back is if they bench Daniel Jones. Like, I would man, decline that offer. Yeah, Daniel Jones has been balling this year. Like, pretty serious it, contract year for him. So, I mean, he's just yeah. I, I don't know. It's so weird. I, w- I would have never thought. Britton and I were talking about this. Like, who would have thought that the guy you take him back a couple of seasons? I think it was his rookie season. The guy who literally has nothing but green turf in front of him and could smell the end zone trips up on his own feet to fall down. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. to, to not get the touchdown. That's the guy that's roasting teams on his feet. Um, yeah. yeah it's, it's been a fun, fun, fun uh, year for, for football, for that football state up there in New York. Yeah, Josh. And, and you know, Syracuse, man, when was the last time Syracuse was any good? Donovan McNabb, you know, I mean, it's been ages ago. You know, I know they had a lot of success uh, back in, back in like the 60s and stuff like that, you know, uh, I remember watching the uh, the Ernie Davis story, uh, him winning the Heisman and and uh, from Syracuse and um, and then he got leukemia and stuff and and uh, he ended up getting drafted by the Browns and passing away and everything. Um, super super 
good movie, great movie, man. Um, and it shows you some of the Syracuse tradition from back in the day. But, you know, you, you're from like me from Alabama. How much do you really know about Syracuse and the history of that program, man? Like it's been ages since they were good. And it's kind of like Kansas, you know, the story with the Jayhawks. You, you look, you look at the Syracuse orange and, and, and they're up there and, what they're doing, man, is their defense is playing lights out. You know, they, they, they've had close ball games, but their defense just hasn't given up points. Yeah. You know, they just uh, – I, I watched them uh, play a game earlier this year, and they had like five turnovers, and their offense just so stagnant. I think they were playing Virginia at home, and they just – they would drive the field and get down – uh, you know, having three on the board and they would turn the ball over. And it, um, it's been really impressive to see Syracuse's defense and, and make a stand. And my thing with this game is, is Leary playing for NC State? Because I, think so. I, I haven't seen anything that he's, that he's not playing. Okay. Um, Man, this is tough. This is tough, Josh, because, you know, I think everybody looks at this and they're like, NC State, route. You know, it's a route. It's going to be a route. But Syracuse can't turn the ball over. And I know that's been a big problem with them this year. Their offense, they turn it over. uh, They get sloppy at times. And so NC State on the road. Uh, if if Leary plays, I just kind of I, I didn't know if he was playing. That's why I asked because I've heard I guess, that he I guess was banged he is a, up. I guess I, the the report I'm looking at right now says he is a day to day and it'll be a game game time decision. Uh, so okay, it's so kind of up in the air. So I, I, if he plays, give me NC State. If he yeah. doesn't play, give me Syracuse. Um, I, I agree totally. If, if he plays, I think NC State makes enough plays on offense and their defense is good enough uh, to force a couple of turnovers uh, from the Syracuse offense. But if he doesn't play, Josh, I'm going to go with the – I'm going to go with Syracuse, man. If he doesn't play, I'm going to ride with Syracuse and for them to keep this hot streak going, man. You know, I I, I agree with you. I think I – think I, I, if I'm being completely honest, I think Devin Leary has improved throughout the season. Yeah, because he started off and he just didn't look like the same guy who we were talking like, hey, he could be a Heisman hopeful uh, you know, coming into the season. He doesn't he doesn't look that way. He still doesn't look that way, the, the same that he did last year um, mm-hmm. coming into this season. But you look at how he's progressed. He's one of those those quarterbacks that he has progressed a lot and you, you can give that much to him. But it's it's just shocking to see how much he's kind of dropped off the, uh, this year. And I feel like there's a part of me that wants to say, even if he is playing, I think that Syracuse defense could be one of those defenses that gives him, him problems. Because mm-hmm. uh, like you said, I think the, the the game that really got me feeling good about Syracuse was when they beat Purdue the way that they beat him. Uh, I think that was like a 29 to 30 something game mm-hmm. uh, for, for Syracuse. So, I mean, that's, that's a tough, a tough win uh, to, to beat a Purdue team that is kind of, you know, going into the, the, the season was a was a Big Ten West favorite, uh, so you know and and still right now is is probably still up there in, in, as a as a Big Ten fa- West favorite, and so to to look at their win against them, I think that was the one that really shocked me. I'm like, okay, maybe Syracuse 
is for real. Maybe their 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 team can put something together. And you're right, their offense has looked uh, pretty pretty stagnant for for the most part of of the season. They haven't really put up a whole lot until last week against Wagner, putting up a big old uh, fifty nine to zero. Uh, and and so you know their their last game against Wagner, but I mean, how much do you really credit that? So uh, and and they they're coming off of a bye week, uh, so I I think as an Oklahoma fan, I know how bye weeks usually work for Oklahoma, and that's usually that you come out a lot slower after a bye week. Absolutely, uh, so that kind of worries me about Syracuse. But maybe Syracuse takes those bye weeks serious and they they do it the right way. Uh, I I really want to go with Syracuse regardless of whether Devin Leary's in this game, uh, oh. just because of their defense. Uh, I I. Uh, the the smart part of my brain wants to tell me if Devin Leary is in, I'm taking taking NC State. But the other part of me wants to say, no, Syracuse is, has has impressed me. Uh, they're they're one of those teams that you again, it's not like they're a whole new team that that mm-hmm. all of a sudden they got some four and five star recruits in the in on their team. They're a lot like Kansas in the sense that this coaching staff has really put something together with these guys who aren't that great of players, mm-hmm. um, but they're all fighting together and they're 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 showing that they can be good as a team. Uh, so I, I I say I want to take Syracuse. I think it is a lower scoring game, maybe in the twenties for each of these teams. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say Syracuse to cover the spread. Love that pick. Love that pick, man. I I, I think it's awesome for Syracuse the history and and oh, yeah. just uh, just the role that they've been on, man. It's it's an incredible story. Like we mentioned, Kansas, Syracuse, James Madison, college football, man, college football, yeah. one of the gr- yeah. greatest sports in the world. Well, and and that's the thing. That's that's what makes it so awesome. Is that you know you have a Cincinnati and a UCF that that they're both still doing pretty good. Uh, yeah. And and then, and and they've kind of shown that hey, just because we're a small team doesn't mean we can't come up here and, and still still fight with the big dogs. Uh, and and you know those two teams also going over to the Big Twelve. And then you also have kind of a uh, is it Coastal Carolina who 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 is also still looking pretty decent this year. You know, and, and I just. I love seeing those small teams. I love seeing those stories. Uh, and so I love seeing the Syracuse story. I think that's the big reason why I just want to roll with it regardless. Uh, yeah. Even though I like NC State and I think they're still kind of one of those underdogs in the in the uh, ACC, I still want to ride with NC State. But in this game, I just got to I got to take the, the the orange. You know, I got to go with with Syracuse. I love it. I love it. All right. The the game of the century, The definitely the game of the week. Uh <laughs> I mean, this is this is a really cool matchup, and and the thing that's that's made me so happy about this is watching how crazy Tennessee fans are going this week. Uh, Tennessee fans have been insane, and I love it. I love the energy. Keep it going. Keep it riding, and bring that into this game um, because mm. it's Alabama, number three Alabama at number six Tennessee. Uh, again, this is uh, this is one of those matchups that you look at the beginning of the season. I was high on Tennessee. But I thought by now they'd have probably a slip up uh, and, you know, at least a game where it's like, ooh, they, they probably should have played better. And I think you could probably look at the Florida game and say maybe that was the one. But I still think that they were in control that whole game, uh, even though that they had these little slip ups that, man, we should have scored here. Uh, but we just had something go wrong on a third down where we, sh- we should have converted. Uh, you know, they, they had some slip ups during that game, but I think they still controlled that game all the way through. I never felt like, man, Florida's really going to come back. Uh, even in the fourth quarter, when Florida started making uh, ad- adjustments, trying to trying to come back there, it still just felt like that Tennessee defense stood tall when they needed to, and that's the that was the big question coming into the season for Tennessee: is their defense going to be strong enough to complement the offense? They don't have to be the best the best defense in the SEC. They don't have to be, uh, you know, <coughs> even the really they probably just have to be the best defense in Tennessee. 
mm-hmm. because you know you, you look at that defense, you look at the offense. Everybody's talked about it with Josh Heupel coming over ever since he came over to uh, Tennessee. Is he going to be able to slow down the offense and realize kind of what Mike Leach has has learned the hard way, and he's he's adjusting now over at Mississippi State. Uh, is is he going to be able to slow down this offense enough to complement the defense, help the defense out, and not just, hey, I know you just got off the field and you just fought a really hard, uh, fought a really hard drive on that last drive, but you're going to have to go right back out because we only hit, we only played three plays and scored, mm-hmm. scored the ball, uh, and and that's that's what you see when when Josh Heupel was at Oklahoma. That Oklahoma offense was still rolling. Lincoln Riley comes in and, and he's kind of the same way where he doesn't know how to complement that defense to get that defense really going. You got that defense out there for you know 60, 70 plays. That's not good, uh, and and that's just something that I think I've seen, and and I feel confident with Tennessee the way that they've balanced that, uh, and so that I think that's what makes this game so fun. And not only that, but also you see that Bryce Young, I don't think he's playing today. Uh, I, I know that uh, I know that I've I've seen kind of mixed reports, but I I, I have a feeling he's not playing today. Oh wow. <laughs> uh- Josh, if he, that if he doesn't play, Josh, man, um, I think he does play. I think he does play. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but uh, I think Bryce Young is a guy that he's a dog, and him not winning that national championship last year. I think that kind of sits down in, in the pit of his stomach. And, uh, you know, he, he doesn't like that. Uh, he's not fond of it. He's not fond of how that game went last year. And uh, he was down his two best wide receivers, and and he was throwing darts all over the field all night and hitting guys in the bread basket, and they were dropping it. And I think it left a, a bitter taste in his mouth, man. And I just think that uh, – he, I think he plays today. I think um, – I don't know, man. I just I, – hearing I, him hearing him not playing, Josh, just, just rattles me because, like, last week I knew that they could get away with it, okay, with him not playing against Texas A&M, even though it was a nail-biter come down to the, yeah. the two-yard line or whatever. Uh, I knew they could get away with Jalen Milrow and beat Texas A&M. They can, uh, you know, impose their will with Jameer Gibbs and and put their stamp on that football game. But this week it's a little different. And uh, just hearing him not, you know, like that, that you know, oh, man, if he doesn't play uh, Tennessee, you know, I, I think this game could, could go uh, Tennessee's way quick if he doesn't play. But – Josh, I'm going to take the side that he does play. And Tennessee is one of the worst secondaries in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, they they give up the pass uh, way too easily. Uh, it's it's chunk yardage. Go back and watch the, the Florida game with Anthony Richardson. That was a big question mark with him as throwing the football, and he was dicing Tennessee up left and right. Okay, and – uh, LSU, people are like, well, you know, you watch the LSU game. Look, LSU has a terrible offensive line. So, Tennessee, they were stunting LSU. LSU couldn't pick it up. Uh, Jaden Daniels had zero time to throw the football. LSU was a terrible football team. It, it was an impressive win on the road in Baton Rouge. But you're getting a different animal today, okay? And 
the one thing that with Alabama is you can't have sloppy play at the wide receiver position. Let's clean it up, man. We've known Alabama as producing these great receivers. You've seen Ja'Cory Brooks come on. Uh, we saw him last year. I know all about him in the Iron Bowl with the with the game-time catch to send it in the overtime. Uh, he is an absolute stud. I would like to see Alabama get a little healthier in that area. Uh, and guys just really uh, catching the football, man. Uh, catch it catch it with your hands. Uh, you know, they're better than that. Uh, help help a quarterback out, man. Help, help a guy out. He's putting it on the money to you. Let's catch the football, okay? Um, and Jameer Gibbs, man. Jameer Gibbs, stud. Absolute stud. But then one thing I want to see is when Jameer Gibbs isn't in the backfield, all right, like a McClellan, when you come in, all right, and, and you're giving Jameer Gibbs a breather, let's hold on to the damn football, okay? Let's let's hold on to the rock. And Alabama can't go into Knoxville and turn the football over, Josh. They can't do it. Because if they do, it, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. So, my thing with Tennessee, man, is Tennessee – like I said, the secondary, it, it's it's uh, shredded cheese, okay? That is my only concern with this football team. Wide receivers, electric, playmakers, Squirrel White, uh, Brew McCoy, they got playmakers all over the field. They got a, they got a, a two-headed monster in the backfield. We obviously know Hendon Hooker is Hemothy, okay? He is him. He is my front runner for the Heisman Trophy right now, honestly. And if he wins today – you know, uh, he's, got, he's, he's got one more test uh, on the road at Georgia. But I think this Tennessee football team, man, I think they're really, really good. I had them going 10-2 and two in my preseason predictions. I did a whole podcast episode on Tennessee. I actually had them losing to Alabama and Georgia. But Bryce Young playing is what I think in Knoxville. Tennessee hasn't beaten Alabama since 2006, Josh. Um, I was a freshman, sophomore in high school uh, the last time Tennessee beat Alabama. So uh, it, it's been some it's been some years, you know. Uh, Tennessee fans have never gotten on Netflix after a win over Alabama. Tennessee fans have never posted an Instagram picture after a win over Alabama. Tennessee fans have never even gotten on Twitter to talk about a win over Alabama, Josh. I think it's time. Yeah. I think this year it, it's due it's due time. And you're at home. You're probably with one of the best quarterbacks in the country. You've got the weapons on the outside. Why not Tennessee? Why not? Uh, if you don't beat Alabama this year, when the hell are you going to beat them? Because th this is the best team you've had in years. And Bryce Young, if he does play, he's not going to be 100%. So you got to take advantage of that. You have to. And I just think this crowd at Knoxville, Rocky Top, it's going to be absolutely electric. We know these two teams do not like each other, Josh. Yeah, I'm from the state of Alabama. Uh, Tennessee and Alabama – there is a hatred, okay, and we all know why because of what happened with the Philip Fulmer uh, incident 
back in the day and all that, you know, uh, Alabama fans say they're, they're snitches. Uh, they look, their stadium looks like a garbage truck convention. And uh, it, there's just a lot of hate, man. And this game is the third Saturday in October every year. And it's, it's just a bitter, bitter rivalry. But Tennessee and Knoxville inside Neyland Stadium, 100-plus thousand uh, screaming crazy Vol fans. I like Hendon Hooker to make enough plays to upset the Alabama Crimson Tide today. And I'm going to take Tennessee 30, Alabama 24. I like that. I like that quite a bit. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at this, and I just think, like, overall, when I when I see Tennessee, uh, and, and the only reason why I think Bryce Young probably isn't playing is because they're keeping it quiet, uh, mm-hmm. which could also mean that he is playing, but they're just saying he's a day-by-day. He he did take some practice this week, um, but I also saw reports that he didn't take a lot of practice. He didn't take a full amount of practice. That's I also I don't think like, he's throwing, Josh. Yeah. I don't think he's throwing at practice. So Yeah, I, I'm not sure about that, but I, I know that he hasn't had full practice yet. Yeah, uh, and so that makes me question. I don't think he's playing. I think it's kind of a Dylan Gabriel situation against Texas, where he's going to come out and, and warm up. I even put a stinking bet in, thinking, oh, okay, Oklahoma. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna trust Dylan Gabriel to be able to move this offense a little bit. Uh, Oklahoma's going to be able to cover this spread, and then they take Dylan Gabriel out, and I can't even back out of my bet now because they they oh. waited this long to finally tell me. But you know, he's out in his pads warming up. Um, but I think Bryce Young is going to be kind of a similar situation. It's going to be game time decision. Uh, I think he'll be out there warming up. I don't know if he'll put the pads on or not, uh, but I think he'll he'll look like he's going to play, make Tennessee question it, and then they're going to come out and they're going to have uh, uh, Jalen Davis in. So I just I, I think I, I think that Bryce Young is not playing based on what I've seen. Uh, so I mean, with that, I'm taking if, if that's the case, I'm taking Tennessee by a good margin. Mm-hmm. I think I think they could win this thing by eight or nine points, maybe ten points. Um, but with with Bryce Young in, I'll, I'll I'll predict as if Bryce Young is in. I, I kind of like what you're saying here. I think Tennessee has had enough of uh, we're not good enough to be here. We're not we're not we're not yeah. good enough to be in this talk. Uh, and I think Josh Heupel's surprising me. I didn't like Josh Heupel at Oklahoma as an offensive coordinator overall. Uh, I, I loved the guy because we have so much history with him. He's He's our last quarterback to win a national championship. So I love I love Josh Heupel to death, and I, I love him as a human being. I didn't like him as mm-hmm. our offensive coordinator, but since seeing him move on and seeing where he's gone, everywhere he goes, he's getting better and better, and he's getting he's learning more. He's 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 progressing to wherever and, and fitting in wherever it is that he's playing. So I just think seeing Josh Heupel and the way that he's put this Tennessee team together, the way that they've played this year, uh, I think Hendon Hooker finally turned heads enough to say, okay, maybe he does deserve to be a Heisman, uh, at least in the Heisman talk. I think this game is the game that Hendon Hooker shows, no, I'm not just a, just another guy to be in the Heisman talk. I am the front runner, and I'm going to mm-hmm. take that over this week. And he's going to go, and he's going to have to go at Georgia and just play a solid game. He doesn't have to to be a Heisman-type uh, type quarterback to go out and win that game, but he does have to go and, and play – a good game at Georgia. I think this is the game that he's he's going to stand up. I think last week was the one that hey, open up your eyes and watch me. And then coming into this week, I think it's going to be watch out because I'm 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 going for that trophy. Uh, and and mm-hmm. I I just I have a lot of faith in him. And looking at Britton and I talked uh, earlier this week on our episode, uh, I think on Tuesday about how Hendon Hooker, when you look at his progression from last year, he still didn't seem very comfortable in the pocket. 
And whenever people were talking about him this year, I thought, I, I just don't know how much I can, I can look at him and say, yeah, he's, he's a you know, great QB, but then seeing him in first few games, okay, he looks okay. Seeing him that LSU game uh, and even in the Florida game, uh, you know, looking at those two, because I think those are the two toughest defense he's gone against so far. He looks like a phenomenal quarterback. He, he's not turning the ball over, not because, not because he's not being gutsy with the ball. He's still putting it in tight windows, but he's putting on a dime. And the kid can play, uh, and he's a threat in the run game. He's he's tough. Uh, we saw him get banged up in Florida, and he still fought through that game, came out, and looked like nothing was wrong with him by the time he's playing LSU. Uh, so I, I think I liked Hendon Hooker. I, I like him a lot in this game. I, I think he's he. It's it's cliche to say that the quarterback's going to be the difference maker, but I think he is going to be the difference maker because he's going to have that Alabama uh, front front seven really kind of looking at him and wondering what they're supposed to do with him because he's 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 really good at making you think he's going to run. And then he finds an open receiver downfield. He's he is phenomenal at keeping his eyes open downfield, going through his progressions. I will see him come back around in his, his progressions at times. Mm-hmm. He has enough time in the backfield, and he can make enough time to really make that defense hurt. Uh, I, I really like Tennessee. I think with with Bryce Young in, uh, I'm going to say maybe like a 32-28 Tennessee. Mm, good pick. Good pick. Josh, man, another quick thing on this game that I wanted to add is first, I wanted to start out uh, with, you know, you got Anderson on one side and you got Turner on the other. You know, this pass rush for Alabama, you're going to have to get home. And these two guys, you know, these are the guys you want to have that can get home. You know, we know Will Anderson, probably the best in college football. Okay. Going to go uh, high in the NFL draft, high on, everybody's draft board he should be uh he's an exceptional player he can change a game uh, in in one snap of the football man uh so i am excited to to watch that matchup can this tennessee offensive line can can they uh keep these guys from getting to hendon hooker um and another thing josh i wanted to add is don't be surprised if you see a dominant alabama team i know i picked tennessee yeah. But don't be surprised if you see an Alabama team come out here and just absolutely skull drag Tennessee. Yeah. Right? Because because everybody in the media is on Tennessee. And they've told you all week how Tennessee was just going to beat Alabama. Tennessee, uh, their offense is electric. They're going to put up points after points. And, and uh, is can Alabama stop? Hendon Hooker in this offense. Uh, they've told you about Bryce Young and Jalen Milrow and and who uh, who's playing at quarterback. And Alabama has no chance. And like I mentioned with the receivers, they haven't been polished this year. Uh, and and so there's been a lot of rat poison. Like Saban likes to call. You know, he he says, "Hey, don't listen to the rat poison." And there's been a lot of that going around with the media. And what usually happens in years past is they talk a bunch of trash about Alabama and somebody being on that level to beat Alabama, and they end up not being on that level to beat Alabama. So don't be surprised if you get an Alabama team that is really, really motivated and they come into Neyland Stadium and they turn the lights off very quickly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a big thing. Yeah, because because if it, if this game does go the other way, I could see it being like thirty eight fourteen Alabama. You know, Alabama just yeah. destroys them. I I could totally see that happening. I'm just riding with Tennessee because I have a lot Absolutely. of faith in them. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right too. I think that's something that you never, you never count Alabama out of anything. You never, yeah. it, it's always, a, and it's even a dangerous thing. I, I would not put a bet on this game. Uh, you know, I'd, no. I, I looked at it and I wanted to co- take Tennessee to cover uh, at the very least, but I don't know that that's a safe bet because you, you look at the way that Alabama has responded. Like you said, Nick Saban's big on that rat poison. He's big on, mm-hmm. Hey, don't listen to the, what the media is telling you, you know? And, and at times he wants to say, Hey, listen to what the media is saying, because they, they think we're garbage. We're going to come out here and prove them wrong. And that's just the way Saban is. Uh, and, and he, he hates the media uh, and it's, it's really fun to watch him, uh, you know, kind of battle the media. Um, but yeah, I, I could totally see this thing going the opposite way. So, uh, again, I, if you are going to take betting advice from this podcast, uh, the only betting advice I can give you, that's probably a safe one is don't bet on this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josh, another thing too, with that, with that, uh, I've, I've been seeing a lot of people on Twitter give takes about the mobile quarterback gives Alabama issues and problems, and they threw out Cam Newton, Johnny Menzel, and uh, Deshaun Watson, and all those guys. But if you really look at it, man, you know, I, I saw somebody uh, say, who, who did they not give problems to? Because they gave problems to everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, th- those quarterbacks are generational talents in college football. Uh, they were they were some of the best of all time, and I'll tell you one thing: why I like uh, another thing why I like Tennessee in this is because if you really want to know what gives Alabama trouble, is you have to have an accurate quarterback in the backfield that can throw the football with accuracy, and he can fit it into windows that some can't. All right, and Hendon Hooker is that guy. And a lot of people this year were like, Arkansas, they can beat Alabama. No, Arkansas could not beat Alabama because K.J. Jefferson is not an accurate quarterback. He he struggles to hit shots down the field and, and, and take the top off of the defense. You know, he struggles with that. He's not accurate enough. And that is my thing when people were on the Arkansas hype train of beating Alabama. I, I was just sitting back and I was like, no, man, like, it's not going to happen. You know, it just, it, he can't do it. But you got a guy like Hendon Hooker who can stretch the field vertically, take shots down the field. You saw it with Quinn Ewers in the Texas game, Josh. What did they do? Xavier Worthy, bang. They take a shot down the field. He should have caught the football. Might have been a different game. Who knows? Uh, but that's how you got to attack Alabama. You have to get in their secondary and you have to attack them vertically, uh, vertically over the top. Then that'll open up the run game. It'll be able for uh, Tennessee to start moving the ball that way. So uh, that's my big thing there, man. You got to have a QB that can really uh, put it on the money. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's. Whenever I hear that, I always think that's kind of a stupid take for anybody. Oh, a running a running quarterback really hurts this. Yeah, team. it hurts any defense. Any like, defense. If you have a guy back there that you're expecting him to throw the ball, and all of a sudden he can take off and run, that's going to hurt any defense because. What you're going to do is you're either going to take a spy and put a spy on him to, to yep. take out of your coverage now, or you're going, you know, and, and also you risk that spy being beat anyways because he might be that that good, you know, the way that Johnny Manziel or Cam Newton were. Um, or, you know, if you don't put a spy on him, you put him back in coverage and risk him running. So it's yep. it's it's a it's a lose-lose situation against any running quarterback. But I think with Hendon Hooker, the thing that really is going to throw him off, like I said before, he's really good about – making it look as if he's running and then yep. finding somebody downfield. And like you said, too, just being able to put it on the dot 
Uh, and, and that's why I like Tennessee is just because of the way that he elevates this entire offense, even without uh, oh. uh, their their key receiver that might still be out. I can't think of his Cedric name. Tillman. Yes. Yeah. Tillman. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I mean, he's even, out even with him possibly most likely being out in this game. He yeah. still finds guys and it's hard to be a receiver. Uh, it's it's hard not to look like a good receiver when you got a guy that just puts it right in your hands every time. So I mean, That's I just I I think with with his his percentage so far this year, the fact that he hasn't thrown any interceptions this year, uh, I think that could change against this kind of a defense or going against Georgia. But he's just so smart with the ball, uh, and and he may put it in a in a spot that you as a quarterback would probably think like uh, I wouldn't put it there. But he can find those those areas where he can he can just fit it in just about any tight window. Uh, and so I, I think he is the difference maker in this game, just because you look at the defense. I think Tennessee's defense is going to have to going to have to just stop the run mainly, mainly. Uh, and especially if Bryce Young isn't playing, they're going to have to focus and stop the run. Uh, that's that's it. You know, if you can stop the run, I don't think Jalen Davis is going to be able to do too much to throw it over your head. Uh, and so I, I think that's a big thing for Tennessee. Their defense is going to have to do enough to help out their their offense and be complimentary. Uh, but other than that, I, I just I like Tennessee a lot uh, from what they've shown so far this season. Yeah, man, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm 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 going to take the Tennessee balls, man. It, it's just been a long time coming and you look at it, it, it it's due time. It's due time. Yeah. If you don't get them this year, when are you ever going to get them? So uh, that's what I'm rolling with. But like I said, don't be surprised if Alabama comes out here and just dismantles them. So yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think. I think this is going to be one for the ages, Josh. I really do. It's primetime, 2.30, CBS, the SEC window, best game of the week. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping this one turns out to like a mega mega overtime or something. Just insane. Oh, man. Uh, just it, because this is this is the type of game I don't want to end. Uh, because yeah. you know, like I, I like seeing Alabama <clears throat> go against these teams. Excuse me. Uh, being, able, uh, being able to go against these teams and look vulnerable. I, I just think that's fun to see the team that everybody holds up so high have vulnerability. Uh, and, and then to see Tennessee, who exceeded our expectations with Josh Heupel's first year last year, exceeded it. Uh, everyone was saying maybe five wins, but he did better than that uh, and, and exceeded by far and looked good last year. And then to come into this season being, you know, uh, being talked about as a media favorite against Alabama, that's that's insane. Yeah, Josh, and and uh, that's one quick point before we get out of here, man, is, is I wanted to make to my Auburn fans, if you were watching this right now as we are live talking college football, man, a lot of people on the Harson train, Josh, are saying, you know, uh, give, give the man more time. He deserves three to four more years. Well, Tennessee is one of the programs that I look at, and I say, you don't need three or four more years, Josh. That's not how college football works anymore. It used to be you had to come in – Get your get your assistants, get your staff together, uh, and then you had to go out on the recruiting trail, uh, get your guys in. That takes two to three years. You got your system, you get your players, get get the previous coaches' players out of there, and then that is when we really started evaluating what you were about, right? Yeah. Not anymore, man. The transfer portal has changed things in college football. It is completely different, and that is my big key uh, to Auburn fans. That is that is what I wanted to point out was this thing doesn't take uh, 
three, four, five years anymore. It can flip as fast as Tennessee did uh, with Josh Heupel. He come in, he got after it. He brought in uh, some transfers. Uh, you know, he got a Hendon Hooker from Virginia Tech, and you know they're lighting the world on fire. So, uh, you know, like like in your case, Brent Venables, I think that's you know a place where you have to be patient right now because you're making a transition from another conference uh, into the best conference, and so. I think that is a position where you have to be patient. But at a position like Auburn, uh, you, I think you got to move quick. And I think today could be Brian Harson's last game as the Auburn head coach. Uh, How many weeks and, in a row is that for you, thinking that it's his last game? A minute. And <laughs> it, it's been a minute. And, and, look, I know I don't get paid big money to make the decisions, but if it was me, I would have already pulled the plug on this disaster. Um, and – you know, I've heard some Auburn fans say, well, you know, let's wait till the bye week and all this stuff. Well, this week is the bye week uh, after we play Ole Miss. And so uh, I want to see something done. And I just – I'm not down for the wait till the bye week and uh, finish out the regular season because the buyout isn't really drop- – I think it's dropping from 15.9 to 15.3 at the end of the year. So, uh, you know – Miss me with that. You know, you're not saving any money. So uh, go ahead and pull the plug, man, because I'm watching other teams from around the country, like in Nebraska, Wisconsin, and all these other teams. They're firing their coaches, and their interims are starting to win ball games. So, uh, you know, why doesn't Auburn have the balls to do the same thing? And so uh, that that's my that's my biggest thing, man, is, is I think today uh, it is – Josh, I'll be honest with you. I think today's an interview for Lane Kiffin. Oh, yeah. I think today is an interview for Lane Kiffin. And I know Ole Miss fans, if they ever get this, they're going to be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, he would never leave Ole Miss. Uh, We actually – we have heard that in the past from Tommy Tuberville that he wouldn't leave Ole Miss unless it was in a pine box. So – and that turned out to be false. So, um, I think today's an interview. And I think Ole Miss slaps us around, man. So – uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, that's I don't, wrong. That on that. I don't. I don't hate that. That the uh, that analysis. I I, I like Lane <laughs> a lot. You know, that's, that's one of the guys. That's one of the guys that I wish would come up into a higher talk up for Nebraska. He wants an, an atmosphere. Uh, mm-hmm. What better atmosphere than even at Nebraska? I think Auburn's kind of the same boat. You know, where they've got a a great atmosphere. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I think that's a pretty pretty cool one to look at. Uh, but uh-huh. yeah, just just looking overall. Yeah, I, I think you're right too. There are certain programs that you can you can sit back and be patient uh you know oklahoma for example you know like it, it's it's one of those programs that you're you're also coming from a team that recruited nothing but just offensive and small speedy guys to now yep. you've got a guy in there that's running a, a defense that's really meant for kind of big and tall and even faster guys uh you know maybe maybe not got this the speed but they've got quickness and in, in their and their you know agility and, and able to do much so I, I think it's just such a such a total scheme difference whereas at an Auburn, you're not doing that. You're not. You're not switching up your your scheme. Uh, you're you're really running the same SEC football, uh, and and that's who you want in. And so I mean, it's just, yeah. There there are definitely definitely teams that you give them a couple of years, and boot them. And then there's also teams where you got to wait off for maybe three or four years before you even talk about it for sure. Yeah, you can't hire a guy from Boise, Idaho, Josh. <laughs> uh, get him out. Send him on a plane right now. Get him out. Get him out, man. Get him out. I'm, I'm fed up. 
But yeah, man, I was uh, I was confused with that hire since the day it started. Uh, it just didn't make any sense. But uh, but man, this is going to be a fun fun day of college football just all around the board. Uh, it's it's going to be fun to see my Sooners and these sweet uniforms that they came out with. Uh, <laughs> even if we lose, it's it's cool. I, I like the new uniforms and seeing all, all the mm-hmm. kind of fun uh, that, that the players get out of that. And then us as fans get fun out of it too. So for those traditionalists that want to keep it old school, I get it. But just like, let it go. You know, like let's, let's have some fun with it. Yeah. New era. Yeah. Yeah. It's new era. I mean, it's, it's, it helps recruits too, uh, and mm-hmm. recruits like the cool uniforms. So mm-hmm. let's let's bring them on. And and you know what, Oklahoma's already switched over to Jordan. So why not keep on throwing out all this cool stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be fun for that. It'll be fun to watch all these games that we mentioned. Uh, even even going over to that Texas Iowa State game and, and USC Utah game. Uh, there's there's a lot. There's a it's a it's a big lineup again. I feel like this has been. I I, I know we probably say this every year, but I feel like this has been the best year of college football. Uh, just because of seeing all the matchups that we've brought up, uh, and and now this year being the first season that we've been doing, uh, rising to the occasion, uh, you know, it's 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 really fun looking and diving into these matchups. And what what better season to have started? Uh, so you know, it's it's definitely been a very fun season. Another fun week. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but so far, if, if you're still watching or listening, we encourage you to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell on YouTube so that you know when we are going live. If you're listening, go ahead and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. helps us out greatly. We thank you all so much for your support. Until next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.